Mike Max, a rare night off. They go to the bullpen. Brad Lane points at me, and here I am. My name is Steve Thompson. You hear me typically on Saturday afternoon, sports schedules permitting, here on News Talk, E3OWCCO, The Constant, our producer, Chris Tubbs. And we have got a ton to talk about. The Final Four is in town. Four great teams and a local legend playing for one of those. We'll get into that in more detail a little bit later on in the program. Uh, the Timberwolves slumping right now at a very bad time. Much more on that momentarily. Uh, the Wild continue this long homestand, and they take on Marc-Andre Fleury's original team. Of course, he went to Vegas and played for the Golden Knights, but Marc-Andre Fleury made his name in net for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Lo and behold, the Penguins are in town tonight uh, for their lone regular season appearance at uh, 7 o'clock at the XL Energy Center. And uh, the Vikings have been busy. Uh, the Twins were busy earlier in the day, and they got beat on this final day of March by the Red Sox 4-3. to three. Real quickly, inside the box score on that, uh, once again, it's spring training. And what we have learned uh, from spring training over the years is someone can be red to hot, and then the regular season starts, and something happens, and they don't have a great season. A year ago, uh, Kenta Maeda and Randy Dobnak had phenomenal springs, and it went badly for both, and it went badly for the Twins, and so I, I wouldn't draw a great deal of conclusions out of the record, etc. I think there are individual performances as players are round into form. Uh, players have been sent out. Uh, the everyday lineup coming into focus. Uh, by the way, I think one of the big stories of the spring will be Chris Archer making his spring debut tomorrow for the Twins in a game against the Braves. and That'll be at noon tomorrow, so that, that is one of the big headlines. And I think that, that could be a huge story for the Twins if he does pan out. Veteran free agent signing, uh, oft injured. We've heard this story before, but uh, Archer could be an X factor uh, for the Twins as they get the campaign started. Uh, by the way, Doe Young Park joins us in about an hour. He covers the Twins for MLB.com. And he will have much more on the home nine. Opening day a week away. I would say we'd be closing in on a final about now on opening day. And we did learn that uh, young Joe Ryan will get the ball on opening day for the Minnesota Twins at Target Field. We'll keep our fingers crossed on the weather. But uh, it looks reasonable for early April in these parts. And I want to get your quick thoughts on that, Chris Tubbs. Uh, giving the kid the ball on opening day at Target Field. I love it. I absolutely love it. I might be in the minority, but I am a I'm a believer that let's give Joe Ryan the ball absolutely because when when Kenta Maeda went down uh with that UCL injury and you knew it was Tommy John, really at that point who else did you have? And I know you went out and you know you, you picked up uh you know Dylan Bundy in the offseason, you know, and Sonny Gray and Chris Archer. I just feel like right now Joe Ryan, yes, he's going to be the first rookie to start a game for the Twins opening day since 1969. I just feel like that's the right guy. That's the right call. 
to show him you're our guy long term. We believe in you. I think he flashed enough last year when he was up. Granted, very, very small sample size. I understand that. But I am in the probably very minority that I am. I'm excited. I Because think about this. If he gets off to a good start, your young guy tosses a, a you know, a, gets the win opening day against Seattle, who had a very good year. And I mean, you know, they're expected to be a contender for the wild card. T- to me, it's maybe a risk, but it's a risk I'm willing to take. Yeah. And, you know, Bailey Ober is a guy who is a bit more established. And yeah, but I has... mean, Bailey, Bailey Ober doesn't have the stuff. I mean, Joe Ryan's got electric stuff. I mean, would you agree? Well, my, my point being is, though, is um, do you thrust them into that moment at this point in time? Obviously, they are. But I'm just thinking, Ober's got more time under his belt in the big leagues, more time with the Twins. I, I'm just thinking out loud. I don't know if you give the ball on opening day to one of these other guys. Um, I, I don't think anybody would have batted the eye if they said, hey, Sonny Gray, now will he be ready in time? He's been taking it very slow, uh, obviously. And then Archer is, you know, we'll, we'll see Archer tomorrow for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, maybe it, it was between those two kids, I believe, and they're, they're going to give the ball to Ryan. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean – I think if you you know, look at the spring that he had, and again, sample size, I understand that. Yep. Five scoreless innings, three hits allowed, six strikeouts. He's the fourth-ranked prospect, the Twins, according to uh, MLB.com. T- to me, I think, it's, I think it's great. I love this. I, I absolutely love this for, yeah, it- for, for this team. I do. And it's one week away. That's what's so crazy about it. We went through all this lockout nonsense, and then finally, boom, they get a deal done. Boom, spring training starts. Mm-hmm. And now opening day is one week away from today. Uh, it, it's just insane how quickly this is gone. Yeah, and, and I mean, think about it. It was just like, it seems like yesterday that we're talking about Carlos Correa, right? We, we wake up and we're like, Right. Who is this Carlos Correa fella? You know, apparently, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, it couldn't be Carlos Correa that played for the Astros, right? I mean, and think not about, that guy. Not that guy. And, and all of a sudden, you know, they, they, hey, we hate the Astros. The Astros are cheaters. We hate the Astros. Boo. Oh, Marwin Gonzalez is here. Oh, Marwin, you're okay. Oh, you signed Carlos Correa? Oh, man, Carlos Correa, you're awesome. It'd be the same thing if it was Jose Altuve or Alex Bregman. And I mean, that's how fickle we are, though. That's how fickle we are. We hated Carlos Correa. It's like Brett Favre. We hated him. Now that he's on his, our team, it's like, oh, man, we love him. We love him. He's great. Well, and I I think for the Twins, when they made that initial trade, before they were able to dump the Josh Donaldson contract on the New York Yankees, <laughs> they made the, when they made the deal with the Rangers and picked up a solid shortstop, yeah. I was in on this everyday lineup. I felt like... Mm-hmm. If healthy, this is a recording, Byron Buxton in center field. I I like the outfield options. You've you, you got Max Kepler in right. You've got uh, likely Alex Kirilov playing the lion's share of the game. you got Luis Rice, a good bat, yep. who can move around outfield, infield, and help you out. And then around the infield, you, you got to give Miguel Sano another shot. Jorge Polanco at second base panned out. Even if it was 
the guy they picked up from the Rangers who was here for, what, 36 hours before being traded to New York. I was fine with this team. Isaiah Falafa. And they had options at third base. In the catching situation, I, I was fine mm-hmm. with the catching situation. So I felt like the everyday lineup, it, it was all about the pitching. And I still stand one week away from opening day wondering, okay, all the guys we've outlined, you, you got the kids in in Ryan and Ober, you, you, you've added these other guys now, you know, will Archer pan out? Generally signing veteran oft-injured guys hasn't panned out for the Twins and, and rarely does, but maybe it will this year. But I, I, I'm still concerned about that part of the ball club. I think this could be potentially now with Correa at shortstop. This, this could be a, a top 10 run-producing team in the major leagues. I don't think that's a stretch. If, if, they, if Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa leading the way, mm-hmm. th- this could be a very productive team with the bats. It, it, but it, I, could, it, it could, but I, I'm sorry, Steve, go ahead. Well, and I was just going to say, but on the flip side, if things don't go really well, this could be a bottom team on the pitching side. It could, and, but I, I, I will look at it this way. Dylan Bundy is not Matt Shoemaker. Chris Archer is not Jay Happ. I mean, this is not Homer Bailey. I, this is not just trying to get those, uh, those you know bodies just to round it out. I don't think that at the end of the day – because of the truncated spring training, I don't think that the Twins are done. I, I, don't, I don't feel like they're sitting on their laurels. I know that everybody's you know, talking about Manea and you know, Frankie Montes from Oakland. I, I know. But at the end of the day, I, I was talking to Hammer about this, that the Twins don't need a fifth starter until May. So I, I think you can get by with the guys that you have right now. And what? You've got five right there. And... and they're in a position, I feel like the Archer signing is not, it's not, I don't think it's meant to be a difference maker. You're not going to get, I mean, I think he's thrown 139 innings over the last like three years combined. So yep. I, I think you're looking at if he's healthy, he's not a pitch to, to contact guy. He, he's a guy that can give you several quality starts. I don't think you're looking, you know, for him to go out there and, and eat up a lot of innings. But I feel like at like three and a half million dollars, it's not it's it's a low risk, high reward sort of signing. I don't think there's a whole lot of risk with a guy like Chris Archer. Yeah, and and I'll just jump on one that uh, during the entire lockout, I was hoping they'd come out of the lockout and get a deal done with Mike, Big Mike, and they know Big Mike a lot better than I do. He ends up in Detroit. Mm-hmm. That that was another. In my opinion, what what do you sign for? Five and a half million dollars. Yeah, he I wanted think, to be I, I here like a couple a couple mil more than uh, than Archer, I think. Right, but he would have been another depth guy, another insurance policy, and and I know there's been ups and downs with Big Mike as well. So it, it's still my concern. I I think as I go back to the days when I was a you know a kid and would live and die with the Twins and going to games at the old Met and then the Metrodome. I like this everyday lineup. I have no problem with it. And you add Correa and Buxton, you know, he, he's got to play 140 games this year, right? Uh, if, if Byron Buxton stays healthy. And, and plays he, 140. Oh, my god! Look out. Oh, man. I, I mean, I'm just, 
I am salivating at, at that. And, oh, I, and I agree. He and Correa, you're right. I mean, this has a chance to be a really, really good lineup. And, I mean, I still think they're significantly further behind the White Sox. I, I think that right now the White Sox are the cream of the crop. And, it, it, you know, it makes me uncomfortable to say that. But right now the White Sox are they are the team to beat in the American League Central. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, but to say that the Twins could not be in that wild card conversation, I think that is very, very much possible for this team. I, th- I think the ceiling is a potential postseason wild card spot. Yeah, I, I do feel like good lineup, good fielding club, pitching, they're going to need to to show me that, that they're a credible pitching staff. And uh, that's my concern at the moment. I have another concern, and that is the Timberwolves. And... Right now, one of their max players, D'Angelo Russell, is not playing well at all. And you can see the end of the regular season from here. And they have a big game in Denver tomorrow night. He's flat out not getting it done. We'll get into the Timberwolves' woes in a bit. Uh, The good news is they are a playoff team, but it looks like they will be in the play-in tournament. We'll get into all of that coming up in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Sports to the max, Steve in for Mike, Chris Tubbs in, our producer. Uh, we did a deep dive on the Twins. Joe Ryan, opening day starter, one week from today at Target Field. and uh, They got beat today by the Red Sox down in the Grapefruit League. Uh, the final there, 4-3. to three. And then on Friday, Chris Archer gets a start against the Braves. Radio again on Saturday. They play the Rays. Uh, it is a noon start. Devin Smeltzer on the mound for the Twins there. And then uh, Sunday they will play the Orioles, the baddest birds in baseball, and we mean bad, uh, Sunday at noon. Opening day coming up one week from today, hard to believe. Looks like the weather is going to turn in our favor. As we mentioned, Wild and Penguins tonight. Uh, Before we jump into the Timberwolves real quick, uh, about the Wild, uh, they have definitely gone all in. Marc-Andre Fleury, some of the other moves, a little bit more grit, a little bit bigger on the blue line, and it is paying dividend. It's It's been a, a shot of confidence, and now they get a good club in Pittsburgh tonight. Another measuring stick game for the Wild. Still a long way to go in the regular season, but uh, they are back on track. For a while there, it, it felt like this club might not make the playoffs, and uh, they got a jolt, and, and now they're in good shape. So good for the Wild. Uh, they get the Penguins at home tonight. To the Timberwolves, it looks like they're settling into the seventh seed. It, it would be, it, it is still mathematically feasible, Chris Tubbs, that they could get the six, but uh, that that's about it. In reality, they'll be the seven. Yeah, and th- they are. And let's just let's be honest. If the Wolves, they've had opportunities, Steve, to make their move up into the number six or the number five. And they stubbed their toe a little bit along the way. But you know what? That's fine. Like I, The fact that they are even in this conversation after being a doormat for so, so, so long. The very fact that we were talking about the Wolves in the playoffs or in the play-in, however we want to phrase it, to me, it, and they've already hit the over on the you know on, on the Vegas win total. So we've already to me they've overachieved this year no matter what happens going the rest of the way. 
but you look and you, you want more now. You you see that there's a ceiling to this team, but we're also finding out that the floor is it's just it's kind of a really really low floor and i think there's a little bit of concern by timberwolves fans over you know what we've seen the last you know maybe week or so yeah it it has been disappointing and you you can't call out cat he has been really good sure there there there's there's been some emotions there's there's been some spots and games where he mm-hmm. loses his cool but he got the team off to a really good start in Toronto last night, and then, dude, they're up by seventeen when when he's getting the ball. Cat gets the ball. Cat's involved. All of a sudden, you're up seventeen on the road, and, and then he, you know, he gets into foul trouble, and then uh, Toronto starts double teaming him, and and he takes one three point shot the rest of the way. I mean, there's something well, wrong with that. And and he, here's the thing. Nobody came along for the ride. Nobody saw, here's our best player, Carl Anthony Towns, playing his tail off in the first quarter, and everybody else, what were they doing? What was D'Angelo Russell, what has mm. he been doing? Now, I know he's struggling from the field. Just just real quick, uh, I have two games, at Toronto and at Boston, at Toronto last night. Yeah. 3 of 15 from the field overall, 1 of 7 from outside mm-hmm. the arc. At Boston. And and the Celtics, that, that was just a buzzsaw. That that was just a beatdown that day. Yeah. One of six from the field, 0 of three from outside the arc. So you have a max player right now who apparently doesn't have any health issues because D'Angelo Russell is not shy about taking himself out of the lineup when he isn't feeling well or he isn't 100%. I mean, look at his track record this season. And, and a, a guy is hurt, a guy is hurt. I get that. But, but he... If he's not right physically, he has not been shy about coming out of the lineup. So if he's 100% physically able to play, what you're getting out of a max player in D'Angelo Russell right now is not going to get it done. And if he doesn't get it figured out, it's going to be a quick exit for the Timberwolves because they absolutely mm-hmm. positively need this guy. Let me even go a step further with that, Steve. And, and I mean, I don't want to depress anybody. But I did a little bit of research. I did my I'm I'm do my own research guy now, Steve. I didn't know if you knew nice. that. Nice. I'm do my own good. research guy. Yes. Uh, he has not had more than 20 points in a game in over a month, which the last 13 games he's had less than 20 points. We're talking just strictly about scoring here. Four games he's had less than 10, and I mean, on March 9th against Oklahoma City, two for seven from the field, three for nine against Phoenix, one for six. Against Boston, like you need that. But if he's not doing that, he's got to facilitate more. And there's only been two of those games for a point guard, and those are wins against Portland and Oklahoma City, where he had more than ten assists. Other than that, he's been less than ten assists, and he's been less than twenty points. And you you need more out of that because oh. because I mean, Anthony Edwards is a star. Cat is a star. D'Lo is a very good player, but he's got to be on his game. And, and you're right. If he is not on this Wolves team, they may be able to get through the play-in, but you're not beating Memphis. You're not beating Phoenix. You're not beating Golden State with two guys clicking. Because you and I both have said that we think that the matchup against Memphis, maybe we're, maybe we're dolts, maybe we're knobs, maybe we're idiots. But we feel like... 
uh, the matchup against Memphis is not necessarily an entirely bad one for the Wolves if everybody's if they get everybody rolling. Well, in, there is a little good news, and there still is time. Now they have Denver tomorrow night on the air is seven thirty, tip eight o'clock. Uh, Timberwolves and Nuggets from Denver. You get beat, you're the seventh seed. You win, outside chance. We both agree it's still a mathematical chance. In reality, they're going to be the seven. Then you get Houston mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You got the Wizards. You got the Spurs. Now, those are games where someone like D'Angelo Russell can get a little confidence. Get him back. right. That's all I'm saying is is that has to be the hope for Timberwolves fans because, in reality, the sixth seed out the window. Um, so now you're going to be in the play-in tournament, and you have an opportunity. You win that first play-in game. All things are pointing to them getting the Memphis Grizzlies. If they lose that first play-in game, they have another shot, and then if they won that game, that, that second game of that tournament, then they would get the number one seed Phoenix Suns, and we saw how that went at Target Center recently. So they, for the Timberwolves right now, obviously avoiding injury, but you got to get mm-hmm. D'Angelo Russell right. I mean, the numbers I threw out, the numbers Chris threw out, uh, point two, that is a huge concern at the moment. Maybe they'll get it turned around in Denver tomorrow night. We'll find out for sure. Uh, Quick break. We've got all the news at 7, and then uh, a ton more uh, here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. Steve in for Mike Max. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 